0: To another episode of Ten Minutes with the Master Enchilada Roller, Russell Ibarra, coming to you live from our corporate offices here in Laporte, Texas, at twenty six hundred one Underwood Road, and I am joined with uh, Lily again. She's coming, um, my co-host, I guess if you want to call her that.
1: You can't get rid of me. I'm here permanently. I
0: know. I noticed that. <laughs> so anyway, um, she has uh, some sound effects she enjoys playing with here yes. on her phone, and and there she goes. She's really into it. But um, I was going to talk a little bit about my most recent road trip. A couple of them, actually.
1: Yes, I can't wait to hear about it.
0: So um, it started off, I flew into Phoenix, Arizona, to go check out a few restaurants that were for sale. Oh, my gosh. And um, so there's a major announcement that just came, and as you you already know, Lily, but... And not everyone knows, but we are buying out our franchise partners' locations, the five stores or four stores on the north side of town and the one down on Fuquay uh, from Joel Perkins. And um, we're hoping to have the deal by done, sealed and signed and funded and everything by all, uh, September 1st, but it'll probably be more like October 1st. And um, so that's what we're working on. And so I was in LA, I was in Phoenix to go look at a chain of restaurant called Chain of restaurants called Barrio Queen, okay, and there are five units that actually, actually there are seven now. They opened two this year.
1: How did you hear about them?
0: We were, uh, they sent us a package. um, Oh, some, they, they, (laughs) what's so dang funny? I just love how famous you are. Okay, so they they mailed us they mailed us a a package um, with all their financials and information if we wanted to acquire this brand. Oh, wow. And, and it was put together very nicely. I actually have it on my desk. And it's quite expensive, though. And when I say expensive, it was very expensive. And so we, but we did look at it to see what did we think it was worth to yeah. us if we were to go that direction.
1: Oh, my God. in Arizona. Yeah.
0: Well, and that's why we kind of went a different direction. But yeah, so we were thinking about going and acquiring these restaurants because they're fully operating and with their uh, operations team and marketing team and all. And so it's, it's nice if you can acquire something that's already established, you know, uh, Tillman Fertitta, a lot of his growth growth has been through acquisitions, buying all these brands they are up and running, they have history. And so it's just uh, a lot easier to grow your company through acquisitions than uh, organically just opening a store at a time it takes yeah. you a long time to do it that way oh, yeah. versus that versus the other way of acquiring so it was something we thought about but then after looking at the numbers and seeing how how expensive it was going to be we decided you know what why don't we just uh, make Joel an offer to buy his stores you know he's uh, wow. eight sixty. 60 uh, I'm almost 60 <laughs> uh, literally uh, in Ham horn. <laughs> three weeks three and a half weeks I'll be 60 and so I told I told Joel that okay <laughs> I told Joel that uh, I would take. Uh, I would consider buying them now, maybe not so much in a few years, uh, but uh, the uh, timing is right for me to buy now. Yeah. If we're ever going to do the, do the deal, mm-hmm. and for him, uh, the timing is good to sell. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't have any sons. He has four daughters. I believe eight grandchildren. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's um, he liked the uh, idea. So we presented it to him, and we worked the numbers here and there, and, and so we're at a number. Uh, to to buy out his stores and and he'll actually be our landlord for two locations, which is oh really? really? So yeah. he'll
1: still be part of the kind of theme ish yeah, yeah you know, he'll, just,
0: he'll be picking his check up once a month, <laughs> his rent, <laughs> which is very important.
1: What a, what a good deal! Yeah, well,
0: it is it is a good deal. <laughs> it's a good deal for both of us, and, and I'm and, sure
1: it's hard though. Part of you know to let go. Yeah, well, for you, that's someone that has been in your well,
0: yeah, personally a,
1: and. In yeah the we're in world
0: right we're not only business partners I call him a partner because he is I mean we we, we, um, we rise together or sink together basically with the same brand name so yeah. Uh, but yeah he's, he's a good uh, business partner and friend and uh, I've known Joel for a long time and so uh, you know the story with Joel how he came on board No a little bit
1: a little bit yeah,
0: my wife taught his daughter yes. In kindergarten yes and so she would come home from school and say, hey my daddy's the GM of papacitos on 45 South. And so, uh, Monica would come home from school and tell me that, and and I always, you know, kept that in the back of my mind. So when we started uh, building the second location, I wanted a GM that had been trained through the Pappas organization,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: so I worked with Joel. We we met several times, five times to be exact. And on the during one of the visits, he told me, "Russell, if you hire me, I'll run that restaurant as if I owned it myself." And here he is, Aww. twenty-one years. Well, actually, twenty-five years. Uh, this past July. Wow. Which is hard to believe.
1: I've met him in passing a few times and I've heard nothing but fabulous wonderful things that he's just such a kind man and um, you know.
0: No he is. It's very nice you have
1: had someone like that through this huge journey.
0: Right because uh, you know business uh, relationships are a lot more sensitive in some ways than an actual marriage uh, because of Seriously, don't laugh. I'm not laughing. You want to though, but no, it's um, because you know why. There's, I don't know. There's no blood between us, and uh, of course not in the marriage either. But you are, you know, yes. married. Yes. Yes. Uh, but so you become one as a marriage, but in business you become one as well. Um, and 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 then money being the, um, I guess the um, the more sensitive area yeah. of of a relationship. But anyway, so. Here we are. We're doing the deal and we're looking forward to it. And that was why I was in Phoenix. Phoenix. Yep. So from Phoenix, I drove to, um, I rented a vehicle and drove to Palm Desert.
1: Do, do the people know that you're a driver, that you love to drive?
0: I only recently started to love, yeah, the people.
1: <laughs> Hi, everyone.
0: <laughs> I, um, I only recently started enjoying driving or road trips because of, um, what did it? I drove, uh, well, I drove all the way from here to L.A., and that was a long haul. My, my, I drove from Houston, I think I left at 9.30 or 10.30 in the morning and made it to Lordsburg, New Mexico, which is close to Arizona. Yep. And I forget how many hours it took me and what time it was when I got there, but it was, it was a long, long, long drive. Yeah. But anyway, so I went to Palm Desert, I Stayed at a really nice uh, boutique hotel. It was hotter than Hades. It was like 114 degrees. There was nobody on the streets and I can understand why.
1: At least it's dry heat though. And we've talked about this.
0: But 114 (laughs) is, uh, yeah. yeah. So anyway, it was, uh, I went there and tried a Mexican restaurant. And you know, when you go out, when you're traveling and you eat at Mexican restaurants, it really is like rolling the dice. Because you okay. don't know what you're going to get. No. <laughs> and so I went to this one. I tried to, you know, look at all the reviews, um, and I walked to it from my hotel. And they were pretty busy, so that was a good sign. Yes. I always like a busy restaurant because that means the food's being rotated. Yes. And so, um, I sat at the bar, ordered a dish, and it was not very good. And I I really couldn't eat it. I wish I could have gone to the restroom, and thrown it away, but no. Uh, ra- but anyway, I, and the margarita was too sweet. I don't like oh, I sweet. don't like a sweet margarita. Yeah, so anyway, it wasn't a good experience. But then the next day, I drove over to Paula, California. Okay. Uh, and it there was a um, a resort, the Paula something Casino mm-hmm. Resort and Casino, to watch one of my favorite bands, U two, perform. But not the U two.
1: Was it a U two cover band?
0: Yes, Hollywood U <laughs> two. Okay. And y'all need to look up Hollywood U two online. Uh, they're the number one tribute band of U two in, in the states, Okay. probably in the world, because the 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 lead singer looks identical to Bono. Really? I mean, identical. I'm gonna show you a picture Dress later. The
1: same. Well, glasses, yeah, he does all of it. He,
0: well, he sings like him a lot too. Plus, he has the all the the wardrobe and the changes and all that kind of stuff. But. Uh, he has really uh, fine-tuned his act quite a bit. He had a, they had a nice crowd there, and it was an outdoor concert, but oh. so pleasant because the weather was like in the uh, mid-60s. Oh, and, and, the, and the sky was clear, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful evening. But so um, he actually got the opportunity to get on stage with you two and perform with them in L.A.
1: What? And,
0: he got on, and, and the website, uh, if you go to it, it, it shows uh, him and Bono looking at each other And then they started playing, I forget the song, they started playing, but he he gave the mic to Joe, Joe was the Hollywood U2 guy, and performed with U2 by by himself. And Bono just stood off to the side and was basically looking at a younger version of himself. So that was a great evening. And then um, the next evening they performed in Huntington Beach.
1: Oh, I've been there. That's beautiful. I have been there.
0: So Huntington Beach, um, I stayed at a hotel near... Where they were performing, which was a, a uh, what was it? It was a German beer garden. Oh, and wow. it was nice, and they had a great crowd there. And again, the stage is a lot smaller, but other than that, it was a really a great performance. And I just enjoyed doing that. And, and the weather was great. Tried a restaurant there also called okay. Eat Puesto. It's a weird name for a restaurant, Mexican restaurant.
1: Yeah.
0: So yeah, Eat Puesto. P U E S T O. Okay. And they did a fantastic job.
1: oh you know, Tag
0: I, Yes. Yeah. So what I did, I made sure I spoke with one of the managers and uh, complimented the store on everything. I mean, uh, from the you know plate presentations to the drinks, everything was perfect. That's awesome. And then the next day, I did something I had never done before. You surfed. Uh, close. Um, Swim with the sharks. Close. Uh, I um, drove up the Pacific Coast Highway.
1: Oh. Stunning.
0: And, and uh, if you want to see California, go just drive up that highway. So I started off, um, let's see, where was I? Man, I can't think of this town. Oh, San Clemente. Okay. And I ran into a couple of restaurants there, Mexican restaurants. One was called South of Nick's, which is an odd name for a Mexican restaurant. But the building itself was uh, probably built in the 20s, and just a California-style uh, hacienda or whatever you want to call the architecture there. But it was beautiful. Have you ever driven that road?
1: Yes. So we, so when I lived in Las Vegas, um, right after college, the company I worked for, we would go out to Manhattan Huntington beach and we would do some, um, like events out there. So I've little, like tiny bits of the Pacific right. Coast highway, but even just four miles on it, it's, you know,
0: yeah. Yeah, beautiful with, um, yeah, through Manhattan beach. But before then I went to Newport beach, uh, Laguna Hills, I guess, or Laguna beach, one of mm-hmm. them. And it was just, I mean, beautiful in the weather. Oh my god! Have
1: you I, ever been to Malibu?
0: I yeah, I've driven through Malibu once. Yes.
1: Adam and I were having a conversation in other night, and um, it was it was a very silly conversation. The whole premise was like, you know how um, people will go on game shows, like couples or cast mates or whatever, and they'll ask, they'll get asked to play uh, like get to know you games, like do you know this about each other? And we were talking, and we we're like, okay. If, <laughs> If we ever found ourselves in a situation, we need to have the same answers. So we started talking about, you know, favorite movies, favorite quotes, this, 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 and we got to, if we could live anywhere besides Houston, we we picked Malibu. (laughs) So that's our answer. We've never been to Malibu, but we like the idea of Malibu.
0: (laughs) Yes, but if you go to Zillow.
1: Oh, well, this is money aside.
0: Right, right. If you go to Zillow and look at some of the prices there, it's unreal. And they're small. The houses are real tiny. Yep. But they're, I mean, two, three, four, five million on up. And the nicer ones are going to be way up. So, um, yeah, I did that when I was uh, driving up the coast um, through Newport. And then I went through, uh, God, what beach was it? Manhattan Beach. uh, God, of course, uh, Venice Beach Mm -hmm. and Santa Monica Beach. But all that area, and it's it's amazing to see the uh, the differences in the, the demographics. At, demographics. I can't even say the word. Demographics. Thank you. <laughs> in each, uh, at each beach, um, you could tell the family beach uh, where it was more ethnic, um, and Locals. then and then I went to when I was at Venice Beach, I thought I was in a Cirque du Soleil. <laughs> um, what do you call it? Um, trial, a trial, tryouts because there were people. Doing all kinds of things. I'm um, swinging from monkey bars. You were uh, one of them. One guy was uh, <laughs> spinning some girl on his legs, and they were doing all kinds of yoga uh, moves or whatever. And
1: wow! For uh, entertainment.
0: Yeah, it was fun watching it. And then, and then, some guy was being chased by this police officer. And
1: there's always one. He,
0: well, apparently, he was going around jabbing people with a needle, which is insane. <gasps> no. Yes. And the officer is chasing him. He was obviously high on something. was chasing him. He falls on the sidewalk, hits his head against the concrete. Blood's going out everywhere. And, of course, people were congregating around because they had to hold him down because he had something in his system was making him go crazy. Um, so, anyway, yeah, it, uh. you see all kinds of things there for sure. And then, and then um, I stayed one night uh, in Santa Monica, and then I drove over to uh, – Beverly Hills and stayed at the oh. Four Seasons there. Wow. And for one night. And, so, and this gets crazier. But first, I was, uh, <laughs> in, in off Rodeo Drive, I went to a Mexican restaurant again. Okay. And no. you would think I'd be 500 pounds by <laughs> <right> now. <laughs> but so I went to this Mexican restaurant and it's I looked at, I looked at the pictures online and, and I think it was called Cantina Frida. Okay. And I went online, looked at the pictures. And, uh, the food looks good. They know what they're doing. Yeah. I sat at the bar and ordered these tacos, and I really couldn't even eat them because <gasps> extremely salty, um, and they weren't very busy. So that, that should have told me something because I believe they've been in business a little while. But mm-hmm. So one thing I've noticed about California Mexican restaurants, okay, or at least some of the newer ones, the trendier ones, is that uh, California – uh, because of their proximity to Hollywood, uh, they they do a great job creating brands or branding, a, yeah. a, a whatever, a restaurant, yeah. and uh, they do great a great job with menu development and even hire the right people to do plate presentations. Okay, but where they fall short is in execution. They just they can get it there, but then to do that consistently day in and day out, they have a hard time. That's why everything just goes south. Yeah, and so there was another restaurant around the corner. That also uh, was new, and the reviews were horrendous. I mean, they're just a lot of one-stars, just one-stars. And again, if you looked at their website, if you looked at the interior shots of the restaurant, plate presentations, it looks like they know what they're doing. Yeah, But it's, it really is a tough business to be successful at. Even we have our challenges, like we were discussing earlier with the tortilla chips. So we had a complaint because um, we changed tortilla chips at at Jimmy's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and the reason we did it was because I was at the, the gringos in Pearland recently, and I noticed the chips were coming out a little. How do you like your chips? Light, dark? I mean, when uh, they're...
1: Light and salty.
0: Okay, light and salty. Well, these were dark and, and seasoned, I guess. Yeah. But they're not supposed to be dark, and they were over-fried. And, you know, tortillas are very sensitive in hot oil, as you can imagine. Mm-hmm. And so... I started researching why these were coming out dark because they're supposed to fry me at three hundred fifty degrees for let's see here um, forty five seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a cough button. I should have a bottle of water somewhere. But anyway, they uh, <laughs> that cough button didn't work, did it? That was my so, thing. so anyway, the um, the chips are coming out dark, so I had to do. I had to investigate to find out why. Yeah. And and they were cook 'em they were frying them at three hundred and fifty degrees for 45 seconds. But after researching it, um, I I had looked down at the fryer and asked uh Poncho in the kitchen, I said, Um, what's what's the temperature? He said it's three fifty. So I looked at it, and I said, Okay, well now cook them a little less with less time. Yeah. For, let's go thirty seconds. And they came out a little better, but they were still a little burnt. Okay. And so I looked down the fryer and I said, "Okay, something's wrong." So I turned the fryer off all the way. First, I checked to see if it was 350. He told me it's 350, but always, you know, trust but verify. Yeah. So I looked at it and it was at 350. So the next thing I did was I turned it off. Okay. Sure enough, when you turned it off, the off was not lined up with the actual off button knob or, or indicator. Oh. It was off a couple it was off by like probably a quarter inch, and if you measured it out on the thermostat, it show, what we were really doing is cooking it at three fifty. I mean, I'm sorry, three seventy. And wow. so, so anyway, that's the kind of uh, things that can go wrong in the kitchen real quick and easy. And mm-hmm. so, uh, we decided, you know what, we're short-staffed in the kitchens right now, yeah, terribly. So we're you know training. You're always training someone, and so we're we're always having inconsistency with our tortilla chips, and our brand has always been about consistency, so we decided to use the same chip that we're serving at Gringo's, which is from our own tortilla factory. Yep. The only difference is one, you know, one's cooked at a factory and one's cooked in-house, but the one in-house when you start doing batch frying is it's terribly uh, difficult to make yep. a consistent. So that's what we did, and we had a, a couple comments that, you know, this, it's the worst thing that we could have ever done as human beings is change the tortilla chips because those are first world problems, as you know. Well, so you hand and it it,
1: it, is—it's a compliment. I mean, it is a nice thing that these people care enough, right? That they would notice that the chips have changed. So while it's—it's hard for us to understand why people would care, it is also nice that people care.
0: Yeah, I. You know, it's funny. One of my favorite restaurants has the worst chips in the world, and I'm (laughs) I'm grateful for it (laughs) because I don't eat them. (laughs) You know, I I could really just sit down. and just have my meal with a couple of chips on the side. Don't, yeah. don't bring them to me first. I'd rather have them with my meal. At the same time. But another thing to think about, and I brought this to someone's attention the other day, was that for every four tortillas or tortilla chips you eat, that's a whole tortilla.
1: Stop. You can't tell me things like that.
0: <laughs> so how many people eat whole tortillas? How many whole tortillas would you eat at one sitting? And you know, and if you got a corn tortilla that's just a regular corn tortilla, not cut up in quarters, oh. it's water. And it still has like 100 calories. Or eighty calories, or something like that. So, think about all the calories you're consuming before you have your meal. Do you, do you think people will eat less chips now that? Yeah, Russell, this?
1: what are you doing?
0: <laughs> hey, our our percentage cost on tortilla chips may uh, just gone down a few uh, basis points. Who knows? We but love
1: tor- tortilla chips. We support tortilla yes.
0: chips here. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We sell a lot of them. We serve a lot of them.
1: I eat a whole basket to myself. But that's also now that explains why I'm never hungry by the time my food gets here because I've eaten exactly 700
0: exactly. Calories. No, you're right. That's what happens. I mean, you should Ooh. see all the bowls of uh, baracho beans that we throw away because people don't even touch them or because what? they're just full. Yeah. Well, and you know, I mean, I try to I try to enjoy the main center of the plate item, whether it's a cheese enchilada, oh, tamale yeah. taco, taco gabon, or whatever. And um, I just I just I don't want to get full on everything else. I want to enjoy the good stuff first. Yeah. But that's me.
1: No, I'm the same way.
0: So what did I tweet? Oh, gosh. Hold on. I tweeted something or something. Oh, so Wagyu. Wagyu. You know what Wagyu means?
1: Oh, uh, I do because I've seen your tweet. Okay. So, but I'll uh, act uh, like uh, I don't. Okay, What well, does no. Wagyu mean?
0: <laughs> Wa well, stands for Japanese. Okay. And Gu is cattle. So Japanese cattle is what it means. Yep. So someone had uh, commented... Commented or said something uh, that must explain the 31 dollars or 31 dollars per pound for fajitas which 31 dollars is actually very low for uh beef fajitas yeah as a matter of fact uh, i won't mention the name but papacitos their fajitas are (laughs) (laughs) 59.95 they're 59.95 Can you imagine? That's a lot, but that is actually
1: a whole lot.
0: That's a whole lot, but I can see why. So a year ago, we were paying approximately five bucks a pound for outside skirt. Today, we're paying over twelve dollars a pound, but we lose thirty percent to trimming, and then an additional thirty to thirty-five percent cooking. So that that twelve dollars turns into almost twenty-four dollars a pound just our cost. No labor to trim, no marinade. So. We couldn't even sell a pound of beef fajitas for $31. No. It had to be, I think we're upper 30s. I believe we're about the upper 30s. Yeah. But anyway, food is just very expensive right now. And it, I don't see, well, I see some sight. It depends on demand, but yeah. we'll see what happens. But do, So have you been out to eat lately anywhere? No? Okay. No. <laughs> okay, well, that's okay.
1: Um, I am... Um
0: yeah, you, know, you could I make mean, it up and no one would know the difference.
1: Yeah, I uh, went to somewhere very fancy recently called Postino's.
0: Postino's. Postinos, Where's that?
1: Oh, you've never been to Postino's?
0: I've heard it's of like
1: it. A, it's like a wine cafe, like bruschetta board, like cheese board kind in of the area. Heights? There's one in the Heights and there's one in Montrose near my apartment.
0: Okay, so the one in the Heights, I believe, um, two former... GMs from Joel's team really? uh, works there now. Yeah.
1: yeah I, it, Adam, Adam is the foodie of our relationship. So I follow where he wants to go. Okay. Well there's I'm,
0: nothing wrong with that. Monica Valls, you know, yeah. she actually laughs at me because I'll say, where do you want to eat? She goes, doesn't matter. We're only going to end up where you want to eat. So what's the difference?
1: <laughs> and eight Which, times out of 10, it will be a Mexican restaurant. Research is important.
0: Yes, it is. So, um, after let's see, after I went to California. Oh I, yes. I flew over to Vegas for a couple nights. But and I went to my usual restaurant, Carbones so out yep. there at Aria, which is re- really good. So good. But this most recent trip I took with this past weekend, I uh flew to Mexico City to go eat at a few restaurants and I know, there's no invite. But well, anyways just, so,
1: just your life is No, well,
0: I I enjoy travel. Yes, that's my passion. Yes, I own one car. I have one wife. (laughs) I have one watch.
1: Russell is dropping nothing but facts this episode. Everybody, I have one.
0: You know, I. I, You know, some people have a collection of watches. (laughs) Look, I'm not a clothie either. I'm. Is that what they call them, clothies? I, can't I have hear. no idea okay well anyway i, I don't everybody uh, someone asked me what's my favorite color and i think you said black, black. because, because I always, always in black, black. Yeah.
1: but i'm always in, well today i'm not but i'm always in black as well
0: i just like black so there Same. so um where was i going with this oh so mexico i city. mexico city I yeah. ate a couple of really trendy restaurants in the uh, polanco area of mexico city it's like the river oaks area mm-hmm. beautiful restaurants um Great ideas! Uh, I would love to go back and do a research research trip in Mexico City. So we had lunch at this one restaurant called. Um, don't ask me what it's called. I can't remember. The I name.
1: won't ask you what it's but, called. I promise. But
0: they've been in business in '68. Okay. And they do a, a fantastic job with the quality of their food to the point where they grow. They 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 raise their own cattle for milk. And they make their own cheese out of it. They cook their own corn for the corn tortillas, which is very what? difficult to do. And and we had uh, carnitas. You know what carnitas is? Yes, sir. Okay, so pork. I yep. kind of like fried pork in a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they were the best, literally the best tacos I've ever had. Wow. And I'm also, um, you know, pan is Pan dulces, uh sweet bread, Mexican sweet bread?
1: Oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes.
0: So it's the one that. Mm-hmm. The, con- the concha, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, they served those at the end, oh. and I wasn't going to eat one, but I took a bite of one piece. I think someone cut them in quarters. It was the best one I've ever had in my entire life. Wow! I couldn't. I said, I've never had this before, ever, because you know there's there's pan all throughout Houston. Oh yeah. But I think they call them or something like that. But anyway, it was it was just outstanding. I'm looking forward to trying it again.
1: Good in the
0: very near future.
1: Wow! So, Once we remember what the restaurant is called. Yes,
0: um, El Cardenal. That's it, El Cardenal, uh, it. which I believe translates a uh, cathedral. But uh, that's what someone told me earlier.
1: So, are you going to buy a cow? No. Should we buy corn to grow? No.
0: Okay. No. Um, no. I'll
1: raise the cow.
0: No. <laughs> so you know what you know? You know what you call a cow with no legs, right?
1: Oh no! What? Ground beef.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry I had to say that. (laughs) But anyway, yes. Oh, my God. Um, Wow. There's other jokes, but I can't say those. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, yeah, so and then then the best part about that whole trip. So uh, as you know, our KMs are actually on their way back from Lake Charles. Yes. So we did a KM retreat. Uh, for our KMs and their spouses, and they stayed at the Gold Nugget for two nights. Mm-hmm. They were they, they took off Sunday morning at 10 a.m. here from our corporate offices in a, in a chartered bus. Oh, my gosh. And they're on their way back. They haven't made it back yet, so they're on their way. And uh, I knew they were going to be there, so I wanted to join them. Aw. Only my flight did not land in Houston from Mexico City till
1: 4.30. Okay.
0: Well, I made it from Bush Airport. We landed at 4.30. Oh, no. And... I had to go through customs, which took another thirty minutes, maybe. Long story short, I landed in Lake Charles in less than an hour and a half after I landed at Bush. What? Yes,
1: that was not what I was expecting you to say at all. (laughs) Well, you know how uh,
0: I have um, friends in
1: high places and
0: low places, and low places, but
1: and all in between.
0: Yes, all in between. But so I contacted uh, a friend of mine who's. good friends with uh, Tillman Fortita, and <laughs> I also know the guy that runs the aviation department at Landry's. Reached out to them to see if they could pick me up in their helicopter. Russell. Yes. And so after I walked out of the um, baggage compartment area, or left the customs area, whatever you want to call it, I, um, there was a guy there waiting for me. We hopped in the Atlantic Aviation FBO van, drove literally straight to the helicopter, and they took me to Lake Charles. I landed in time to, get, to my, get checked into my room, which actually was even, I mean, it was really impressive what they did. And so um, after we landed, it was pouring So I had to wait in the, in the helicopter for a little bit. Yeah. And, and they had, and of course I had to go to the hotel, but they send, a, they send an SUV to pick you up, which you could literally walk to it, but they send it to pick you up.
1: Well, of course.
0: And uh, after it stopped raining, I got in the SUV. He drove me straight to my villa. With my keys. I'm
1: sorry, did you say your own villa?
0: Yes, I had a... It was like a... It was at least 2,000 feet. It was huge. And it was all just by myself. Just
1: chilling. Russell and his villa.
0: Anyway, he (laughs) gave me the key. I didn't have to check in. It was really nice. It was sweet. Now, to put... Well, you came from their helicopter. But, yes, I came in a helicopter. But, But to put things in perspective, because... I'm here. This is something that keeps me very well grounded. So... I was going to drive back or ride back in the bus today. Yeah. But I said, you know what? Um, since I'll be out of town on Thursday oh. again, um, <laughs> no. I, I, I want to get back and get two full days in here at the office today yes. and tomorrow. Yes. And so during um, one of the meetings in the afternoon or at the pool yesterday, I, I looked at my phone and I pulled up a lift. I pulled up a lift. You
1: did not take a lift from Lake Charles to Houston.
0: Well, let me tell you the story. <laughs> so, the um, I, I guess it um, it since it starts I don't know if they call it, but basically I had a driver assigned to me. So this car's coming, it tells you who it is, and it was a a young lady in a Lexus ES. Okay. And apparently, she once she accepted the uh, the fare or the ride, yeah. she realized it was a drive to Houston. So she messages messages me rather quickly and says, "I can't do a drive to Houston. I'm sorry, I have I can't do it." Yeah. I said, well, I'll make it worth your while. Oh. And uh, and she said, no, I can't do it. I have a small child. I'm sorry. I can't do it. And so she goes, you got to cancel your your, your lift. And I said, well, they'll charge me if I cancel. Why don't you just cancel? And oh. She didn't want to cancel because I guess it goes against her for canceling a, a ride. So anyway, what she did was she parked far enough away from the casino where she knew I was going to walk out there uh. t- to where the time ran out and showed that I was a no-show. Um. So she took off. Oh. I said, okay, I gotta have a different strategy now. <laughs> yeah. So what I did was no, this time. I cannot time, believe
1: you tried to get a lift.
0: <laughs> hold on, I'm not done with the story. So the next the next thing I do, okay, well, they don't want to, no one wants to take me to Houston from Lake Charles, maybe they'll take me to Beaumont. <gasps> so I put in the address to Pompadous on I-10 <laughs> and I got another, I got another fare lift or whatever. Yeah. And it was her again. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> and <laughs> And, and
0: apparently, I already upset her, so she did not want to pick me up as a customer. And um, but she was heading back, and then all of a sudden, it changed from her to this gentleman. Okay, his name is Jay, and he's and he's on his way to the uh, to the casino to pick me up. And uh, on the way, he says, um, "Yeah, that was my wife. You were trying to get a lift with, and I." <laughs> Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, but but he saw the new route as being Papado, not um, Houston. Houston. So he gets there and he goes, um, and as he pulls up, and I didn't know. Well, I didn't know he was on the phone with his wife, and he had on speakerphone, and she was saying uh, because. Something like, we can't take you to Houston for for what we get paid by Lyft. And, yeah. And, and I understand, because uh, they they only get a percentage. Yeah. I think the fare was 230-something bucks, which is really a bargain when you think That's about really it. That's really not that at all. It's, it's a five-hour round trip. Gosh. So, as he pulls up, he rolls down his window, and uh, and I could hear his wife saying, well, anyway, she is... She, she wore the pants in the family. I put it that way. Work, and she would say, "Well, show. Make sure he shows you the money before he take. Uh, he you take him." <laughs> <laughs> I said, "Ma'am, trust me, I'm good for it." And uh, I said, "Just Google my name. Just, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> I'm good for it." So she goes, well, "What's what's worth it?" And I said, "I don't know. Two fifty. I'll pay you two fifty. You know, in addition to the fare." And she goes, "Make sure he shows it to you first. <laughs> we've been we've been screwed before, and Aww. and." Uh, I said, look, I completely understand, you know, there are people that will take advantage and won't keep the word and this and that, but I can trust you, I'm not one of them. Yeah. And so he said, I'll take you all the way to town, just change your um, your direction thing. Yeah. And so he and I did and, and he he it was a two and a half hour drive.
1: He took you to Houston.
0: Yes. Yes. Yeah, all the way to my house. After and, you said
1: Google my name.
0: Uh, well, no, he didn't Google it. I told her to Google it. <laughs> she was on the speakerphone. So I finally get to Houston I finally get to my house and um, I gave him five hundred.
1: Oh, because and,
0: and, I figure, you know, let's give him a hundred bucks an hour. It's a long drive. Yeah. And so I said, tell your wife. That, I'm sorry. No. I said, tell her that sometimes the law of averages pays off. And, uh, you know, you just you never know. You Just Aww. never, never know. But anyways, but she was looking out for him and her and I don't blame him.
1: Was he really uh, appreciative?
0: Oh yeah, he looked at me and I got his number now and his call. He's called Jay, the Lyft driver from nice. Lake Charles. Nice. He said anytime you need a ride from Lake Charles, <laughs> let me know. I'll take you. And I would too if that. For that yeah, kind I of mean, money. yeah, I mean for real. But anyway, I appreciate their time. Wow. Um. And yeah, that was kind of the extent of that trip. But yeah, you uh, were
1: gone for like a week.
0: But getting back to coming in on a helicopter and driving out on a lift that keeps you grounded.
1: Yes, it yeah. does.
0: And I need to show you the video. It was yes, really, I, it was, I do. It was I really cool. I didn't video. post anything on social media, but. Uh, it was nice. It was their Golden Nugget helicopter. It's a four-seater. with and Well, actually, six if you include pilot and co-pilot. But yeah, we got there quick. It was fun. It was really nice. They had they had cocktails in there and everything. I needed, oh, my all, all, all this All the spirits and snacks and newspapers. And,
1: Anything you could possibly need it in a the helicopter.
0: Yes. but <laughs> um, So I shot hogs from a helicopter once. I'm sorry. Pardon me? I have shot hogs from a helicopter once. Hogs. <laughs> Out in, out in east texas and that was a blast and they're smart what is
1: that okay yeah you must have been riding low then
0: yes but okay. the reason they do that the there's rice farmers that pay bounties on hogs because they tear up their crops oh yeah and and they multiply they have two litters a year so much, yeah uh, and they're just a big mess but anyway all right well lindy any, anything happening exciting in the gringo's world
1: L- lily
0: what did i just Hi, call you lindy told you that sorry Lily.
1: Um in Gringo's World, uh today, as of um August third, we brought back the El Dorado.
0: Okay, nice. We
1: brought back the cut come, I'm gonna Which one? The salad. Oh, cabo. No 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 the the co- oh, oh Cozumel, Cozumel Cozumel, Cozumel. Oh yes my gosh. yes
0: the Cozumel salad we brought that I back.
1: I stutter on it every single time we brought those back uh-huh. and then at Jimmy's we brought we also brought back the El Dorado and we brought back the seared ahi tuna salad and we brought back the um ahi tuna tacos so for a limited time
0: so one thing we need to do to get more rotation on the ahi tuna okay because it's a single use item right now isn't it or do we have it on anything else well that's it just you those. Go
1: just those two
0: okay so the ahi tuna um i've had ahi tuna tartar tacos at at some restaurants that are in small little taco shells that are made out of wonton skins okay and they're really good if you dress them up right uh, yeah. it's it's a nice little appetizer yeah and um so yeah we need to uh maybe offer that which it won't be it won't be complicated for the, yeah. the kitchen at all but anyway that's those all i have the,
1: those are the big, biggest things that I have. Follow us on social media. Like, comment, subscribe.
0: Yes. She'll, <laughs> she'll read your comments.
1: Yeah. At Gringo's Text mex and at FreshMexFun. Got exciting things going on. We do giveaways.
0: Yes, we do.
1: We do pictures.
0: And when does the margarita, uh, watermelon margarita, end the promotion? Soon? You don't know. So <laughs> the watermelon margarita is it's a very popular. It's the
1: summertime special. Yeah, it's a very so popular drink.
0: Very popular drink. Yep. You know, Today my,
1: is actually National Watermelon Day.
0: Well, there you go. You know, I love you know I love watermelon. I really. Oh, it's do. one of my
1: favorite. It's like watermelon and raspberries are my yeah, favorite.
0: But good watermelon because there's good and bad. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, well, we'll keep going and going, but we'll 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 catch <laughs> up again uh, soon. And uh, thank you, Lily, for Lily for joining <laughs> me, Richardson, who's about to change. What you? Uh, what will your new name be?
1: Lily Campbell.
0: Campbell. Campbell, Campbell like like the Campbell soup. soup. Okay. Like the Campbell, soup. Campbell soup. All right. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we have Campbell Soup working for us. We have we used to have a vineyard working for us.
1: I know now she's stripling. Yeah,
0: which is you know, funnier. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding, Lindy. Just, just kidding. kidding, Lindy. Yeah, just kidding. But um, so, did you know Tito uh, Tito's the owner of Tito's? His last name is Beverage.
1: No. Yeah,
0: I mean it's like his destiny. It. W- <laughs> it was his destiny to serve. I'm going to own the
1: Campbell Soup brand. That yeah. is my future destiny.
0: Okay, sounds good. Well, listen, everyone, (laughs) have a great day. Thank you for listening. Thank you, Lindy.
1: (laughs) (gasps) Russell!
0: (laughs) Lily, thank you, Lily, for joining me. And uh, we'll we'll catch you up on the next time. I don't know if
1: I'll be back. Maybe Lindy will be here next time.
0: And then I'll call her Lily. Lily. Okay, y'all take care. Bye,
1: everyone, have a good week.
0: Bye-bye.